Classic Rock Files. Three, the drive. Yeah! Winnipeg's classic rock. Kelly Parker with 94.3 The Drive music director, Mike Young. Oh, hi, Kelly. Okay, so we've been talking about uh, how this whole COVID-19 situation is affecting artists. Canadian Devin Townsend, one of the many artists who have taken a major financial hit, he launched a GoFundMe campaign to try to recoup some of the losses he sustained when he had to postpone the remaining dates on his North American tour. And that has led to another initiative. Yeah, so Townsend was in the middle of his Empath tour when he made the decision to postpone the rest of his dates on March the 12th. And on Monday, Townsend reached out to his fans seeking funding during this difficult time. His explanation was as follows. I know this is undoubtedly the least appropriate time to ask for this, as I'm sure we're all trying to figure out what to do in these troubled times. But the cancellation of my recent tour had significant financial implications and with no idea how to make income for the next while i'm asking for some help to sustain my family whilst being able to continue working on new musical ideas uh he went on for from there explaining all the costs that go into touring and in response the fans actually surpassed the goal he said of fifty thousand dollars nearing sixty thousand dollars as of uh, this morning he said as a thank you to those who contributed as well as a gesture to all of his fans during this time he's launched something called the quarantine project and so what he's going to do is deliver new music across multiple platforms first song entitled not surprisingly quarantine and he describes it like this he says hello all welcome to the first installment of my quarantine project i want to be able to provide some relief during these coming times in the ways that i'm able to people have been so supportive of me in my time of need with the gofundme campaign so we lost a lot of revenue etc etc in the ways that i'm able i will provide as much content as i can during this period it's what i feel i can offer i appreciate that he has taken it with in stride the money that's coming in from the fans and he realizes that people are are parting with their hard-earned money and giving it to him, so he wants to give something back. What I don't understand about Devin Townsend is this is not the first time. We've talked about him on this show probably a year ago, going through financial troubles, talking about how difficult it is in the music industry, how if this album doesn't sell, he's going to go broke. Right. Um, Devin Townsend needs to stop <laughs> because his choices at this point are not financially feasible for him. You can't be in a position where he's been around the music industry now for 20 plus years, right. more than that. And he's now living tour to tour to make ends meet. That's not a sustainable way of living. You have clearly no retirement money. You have no nest egg. You have nothing to fall back on. So you're going to play music until you die at this paycheck to paycheck moment. Like that's not sustainable, man. And going to the crowd once is fine, but this is it now. You can't go back to them. Well, how he handles it and the GoFundMe, as he said, obviously this is the worst possible time to do this. When I read that, I kind of thought, well, then maybe, maybe don't. Yet he did, and the fans came through. But I hear, as you say that, anybody that's listening right now who is a musician trying to make a living, I hear them all going, welcome to our world, Mike. I mean, that's the way the music business is right now. No, yeah, no retirement funds, we, working paycheck to paycheck very often. And if that's the way you choose to make your living, you're putting a roof over your head, food on your table for your family. Unfortunately, it doesn't mitigate for situations like this. Right, but then you can't go to the public to ask for handouts. Because now you're making choices where you know the resolution. You can search Devin Townsend uh, money issues on Google, and I guarantee you'll come across articles. I did this before, and there's one from 2018 about him talking about how this album doesn't sell. You know, I could go broke. So yeah. now it's the album doesn't sell. Next, it's the tour doesn't go. I could go broke, you know? So... This whole thing he's got going doesn't work, and you can still keep making music while at the same time maybe looking at other options in your life. I'm just saying, if you're worried, if you're really genuinely worried about the financial security of your family, which he says here, then maybe you would uh, rearrange some things. Point taken. Counterpoint over here. There's no way that any of us 
could have seen this situation coming, where everything shut down worldwide. But this isn't the reason. He's just one one incident away from everything falling apart for him. If it wasn't this, it was, my album's not going to sell, I'm going to be broke. I get that. You know, so you're living at a point where one single thing, no matter what it is, whether it's COVID-19 or Amazon can't manufacture vinyl records anymore, and that's going to stop fans from getting my music. You know, one thing is going to cause the whole tower to fall down. So So what you're saying is his particular business model seems to be operating too close to the edge. Yes. Create some financial stability for yourself and then build off of that. Because right now you've got a, a table with four legs and three of them are broken. And <laughs> if I kick out that fourth leg at this point, it's just all crashing down. I feel like you hate him personally and that you would like to kick out that other leg. I don't. I, I, I mean, I like Devin Townsend's music and he does a lot of cool stuff, but he's also appealing to a very niche audience. Yeah. When you do that, you've kind of limited yourself. And that's why... You know, he doesn't have the mainstream success of some of the people uh, that don't need help in this time. So he's trying his best. He's making really cool stuff. He's super talented. And I do hope he can continue to do what he loves to do because clearly this guy is passionate about music. Yeah. With all the styles he works on. Uh, yeah, Get it I just, together on the financial I side. just wish, yeah, he didn't have to have to do this. Well, his niche fan base did come through to the tune of $65,000, and he is giving back. Mike Shinoda, currently of Linkin Park, ex of Linkin Park. It's kind of of a gray area about the status of that band. He is looking for perhaps your voice to contribute to his latest demo of a new song called Open Door. So Tuesday of this week, he sought out the assistance of some singers in the world looking for help to provide their vocals along the chorus of his new tune. Uh, He took to Instagram Live early in the day and gave fans an inside look at the making of the song. After quickly mixing the results, sent the MP3 to his fans via the community app and said, I have an idea. I want another voice on the chorus of Open Door. Maybe it can be one of you. Get the song, sing it, post a link on Twitter with the hashtag SingOpenDoor. And if I love something... I'll let you know. Of course, uh, he's continued writing and recording music since the 2017 death of his bandmate Chester Bennington. And this would be, I believe, his third or fourth solo project. His first was under the name Fort Minor, and every other one has been under his name, Mike Shinoda. Okay, so if you want to add your voice and send something in, this is the chorus of this song, Open Door. Okay, so again, what he wants you to do is uh, grab that and then add your voice to it and post it up on Twitter with the hashtag SingOpenDoor. And he says if he loves it, he'll let you know. And by the way, on the subject of Linkin Park, he said there, quote, aren't any answers as to the prospect of Linkin Park continuing without Bennington. Okay, finally here we bring you kind of the uber rock fantasy and an Irish singer, Phil Connellane, absolutely had it. He recalled his surprise at being invited to audition for ACDC in 2016 after Brian Johnson was forced to bow out over that hearing condition, which I will repeat, began here in Winnipeg. Yeah, we're going to take the hit on that one, so we'll see if ACDC returns to Winnipeg on the upcoming world tour. You know what? I think we should uh, wear that as a feather in our cap because it was a big rock story. It certainly (laughs) was. It's nice to get in the papers you know yeah and you know what it was on him he didn't treat it it just started here we have doctors they probably have a private doctor traveling with them and he could have said you know what i got an earache after the winnipeg show because it was cold and wet could you have a look but he did not it's on him and to quote donald trump we've got the best doctors now of course in the end 
we know that Axl Rose did the tour. But before that, this guy got an email from an agent, and he thought it had to do with a booking for his own band. It was not. Yeah, he said... I get up, I check my emails. Sure enough, there's an email from an agent in L.A. But the subject line is not what I'm expecting. I am the agent for ACDC. While the email simply asks, can I call you as soon as possible, my mind was racing thinking, F, Blackwater Conspiracy are going to get to open for ACDC. <laughs> it's the best. And that's obviously would be very cool for a band like Blackwater Conspiracy, who I haven't heard of until this very minute. For sure. So then the call takes place just a few minutes later. Long story short, he tells me that Brian has to step away from ACDC for medical reasons. And by that we mean they fired him, and that Angus Young would like me to come over to the U.S. for a bit of a jam, and would I be interested? So then, less than a week later, he's flown first class to Atlanta, picked up at the airport in a limo, checked into a five-star hotel, and the following morning, he's taken over to ACDC's rehearsal space. This is the exact plot to the movie Rockstar yeah. with Mark Wahlberg, yeah. almost to a T, other than the fact that Blackwater Conspiracy isn't an ACDC cover band. And then, of course, he explains meeting ACDC in the rehearsal space. He says, basically, ACDC's stadium stage set up a wall of martial amps, Chris Slade's rock or bus tour kit separating the amps. A few minutes later, Cliff Williams, Chris Slade, Steve Young all come into the rehearsal room, introduce themselves, thank me for coming over. I'm chatting to Chris Slade as we have a mutual friend in Ireland, and then Angus comes in a few minutes later, and I'm nervous. He comes over straight away and says, hi, Phil, I'm Angus, thanks for coming over, I appreciate it. And this isn't just one song they get him to record, they play together for six hours. This is just the ultimate rock and roll fantasy. He says, Angus was somebody who made me feel very relaxed and during tea breaks would chat freely and tell me the funny stories. He learned that ACDC had discovered him via his previous band, Million Dollar Reload, iffy name. The volume and power of ACDC in a rehearsal room on a full stage setting is unbelievable, he said. And every one of those 14 Marshall cabinets on Angus' side of the stage is hooked up and blaring at full tilt. So it was a few days with the band and then he returned home. Angus said he would update him within a week and then, true to his word, a week later, sent him a note saying that he loved his voice and the band enjoyed the rehearsals, but mentioning the fact that Axl Rose is going to fill in on vocals for the rest of the tour. But he said that if you wanted to attend any of the shows on the tour, let us know and you can be our guest at any of the shows you want to come to. So he did go to two shows, received some star treatment at both of those occasions, and he said just the experience of having Angus Young say to him, you want to do Highway to Hell? Singing the first verse, turning my head to the left and seeing Angus two feet away from him, ripping into the chorus, and he said, that feeling I'll take to my grave. Yeah, remember those days when we would stand within two feet of each other? What well, a memory. It was a nice, simple time back then. It was such a good time. I'm wondering if ACDC demoed anybody else for this, because I always keep coming back to Joel O'Keefe, who is the lead singer of Airborne, who's also from Australia, yeah. a band that has been compared to ACDC, not just in their rock guitar sound, but also the vocals of Joel O'Keefe are very similar to sure. Brian Johnson and Bon Scott. It's almost a hybrid of the two. So I'm just wondering if there was anybody else that has one of these stories where they came in and, and, and auditioned for the band. We talked uh, last week or earlier this week about Metallica, Bob Rock and the St. Anger album. That was the first album Robert Trujillo came in on. In the movie some kind of yeah. monster they have tons of bassists coming in to audition for this role so yep. it's uh it will be odd that just one guy has flown in to do some auditions with them but, you know, there was a time constraint on this. And once they found out Axel was available, maybe they just stopped and this guy was the first. But who knows? Maybe there's other stories out there. And talk about a rock and roll fantasy with Trujillo being told, finally, after all of this auditioning, you're in the band. And by the way, in for a full 25%. Yeah. And here's a, and check, here's a million dollars. A million dollars. Just to like, show you we're serious. Unbelievable. Maybe Devin Townsend could look into joining Metallica. Maybe that might be the solution to his financial problems. <laughs>
<laughs> he's got more talent it. than Kirk at this point. So, Kirk, you're out. Devin, you're in. All bada right, bing, we'll, bada bang. Here's a million bucks. We'll keep you updated on that breaking story. That is the classic Rock Files. 94.3 The Drive music director, Mike Young. Thank you. Thank you.